Welcome to another 1905 podcast. Yes, we are back. Um, having missed a, a, a game week, which was two games, um, we did tweet our apologies to everybody. So, um, yeah, sorry. Again, I guess we just couldn't. Between us, we're all so busy and there's so much going on, we just couldn't find the time to all sit down. We're still unable to all sit down, unfortunately. Tracy's not with us tonight. Um, but I, Ash, am joined by... Jordan and Rick. So it's a lads' night in tonight. How you doing, gents? Hello, hello, good mate. Yeah, I think, like I said to you just before we started recording, I'm glad we've got a win to talk about at least out of these last. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're going to brush over the Arsenal and Man City games. One good, one bad. Um, but we are going to talk about the two ties against Leicester City, one in the cup and one in the league. A lot riding on both. Um. I, I guess my first question is going into it, and it was asked, you know, quite a few people asked us, and we've had the conversation amongst ourselves. But um, for those listening, going into the two fixtures, Jordan, start with you. What was more important to you, mate? Top four or a trophy? It's a, obviously, it would have been nice to win the FA Cup after last season, getting to the final and not, not winning it with Lampard. Mm. Um, but I, I do think that you know top four is important. Uh, it would have been really nice to win the FA Cup. Like, don't get me wrong, I am pissed off that we didn't win it. Like, yeah. especially how well we played. But uh, securing Champions League next season because obviously I have faith, but we can't rely on the final. Mm. Um, if you understand me, but yeah, yeah, you know that's that's how I feel, anyways. And Rick, same question to you, buddy. What do you reckon, mate? Um, kind of echoing a little bit what Jordan said, mate, to be honest. It was, um, you know, it's always nice to win a trophy and the FA Cup's a great competition. It's lovely to win. But I think when you really look at it and you look at it from a long-term point of view, mm-hmm. um, <sighs> top four is more important. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear you. It's more, it's more important to the manager as well, because you've got to think, like, it's going to be his first, well, assuming that we beat Villa on Sunday, um, it's going to be, he's going to have a full summer to buy whoever he wants and do whatever he wants. He's got a pre-season. I know there's Euros and stuff, but it will be a more normal pre-season than the one that's just gone. Um, And I think for him to attract, he'd... he'd he wants Champions League football. I think the manager wants Champions League football more than the FA Cup as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair comment. Um, for me, I mean, I, just the way, you know, growing up as a Chelsea fan, I think it's, you know, we were, we weren't all that in the league. We, you know, Oh no, I, I agree I, with I you. Of, I, I had one eye on football until the age of like six. Um, and then started to get a bit more interested, and it coincided with our promotion back to the first division. Um, and I think we just, we, we, for me, we're a cup team, and and that magic of the the FA Cup finals, um, obviously the, the, the unsuccessful one before '97, but just the magic of just knowing we've qualified for the, the final and, and that feeling in the playground, yeah, 
of I support a team that's in the FA Cup final. I agree with you, mate, on that front. Yeah. It, 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 to me, that magic hasn't disappeared, and it's you know it's been eaten away at. The, the, the you know players don't turn up in suits. There's no songs anymore. Like I know it's a different age, but that the, the magic is is still there for me a little bit, and I I I take the FA Cup over anything. I will say though, you know, looking at the other side of it, um, what you're saying, Rick, about Tuchel, I think is particularly poignant. Because let's not forget, right, this summer we may well see Aguero, Kane, Haaland, Mbappe probably not, but we're going to see some strikers who know how to put the ball in the net move around. Now, yeah, absolutely. They're, all, they're all going to want Champions League football. Um, and I don't want to be Arsenal, I don't want to settle for fourth. But no. we need fourth in order to achieve our, our true ambition, which is to kick on and win the league. Exactly. Yeah. Fourth for now is what we need. Fourth for now is the most important thing. Well, we're third, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then I think, like I said, you know, I want to do this pod a bit differently. We've had two games in different competitions against the same opposition. And, you know, lots of stuff has gone on in those two games. Lots of things have been different. So I'd just like to, um, I think, just go through and flip between the two games. Um, if that's cool with you two, and just you know, look at the difference in the starting lineup first. Um, the obvious one is is Kepa started in goal for the cup final. Mendy started in goal for the league game. A decision you agree with? Um, I wouldn't say it was one I agreed with. Well, no, actually, it definitely wasn't one I agreed with. <laughs> but it wasn't surprising. Um, in terms of the game, I don't, he didn't really have anything to do, did he really? He just picked the ball out of the net and took a couple of crosses. Um, he wasn't, I, you know, I was saying this to a mate of mine as well when I was talking about the game. I was just saying the game was going away slightly from the question that you asked specifically about Kepa. Um, I don't really feel any team can put their hand on their heart and say, they were the rightful winners. I don't think Leicester could say they were the best team over the 90 minutes. I don't think we could say we were the best team over the 90 minutes. But um, they just happened to score that 30-yard screamer, which I don't think any, in my opinion, no goalie's saving that. I mean, Kepa was close. So do you think, you know, I, I, I do wonder, as a lot of people said, whether just slightly longer arms might have actually got to it. The Why thing is, just enough to push it onto the post or over the. What pile. you're saying from like um, from like a physical point of view and a fact point of view is, it's a fact that Mendy is taller than what Kepper is, yeah. and he's got longer arms. But but playing playing sort of like a devil's advocate there. There's no guarantee he's going to dive in the same way. Of course, there's no guarantee he's going to look at that ball and think, "Fuck!" There's no point me. Like I've seen goalies not even dive for shots like that before, and just think, "What's Mm. the point?" It's going in the top corner. So it's kind of it's 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 like throwing a penny into a well, isn't it? You just don't. It's like it's a shot in the dark, isn't it? It's a guess. All it is is a guessing game. Saying if another goalie would have saved it. So were you you quite? okay with the fact we played two different keepers in those two games? I wouldn't say I was okay. I wasn't surprised, I think, is the only way I can say. It wouldn't have been what I would have done, personally. I would have just played Mendy in all the games because he's a much better keeper. I go. wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, Jordan, what about you, mate, with the, the choice of keeper in both games? 
sort of the same as what Ricky said. Mendy's much better keeper. I always find when when Kepa's in goal, <clears throat> the 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 play around the backs a lot more, and I find that we're um, put into a lot of trouble around the back. Although mm-hmm. our defenders are much more calmer, it always seems when Kepa's presence on the pitch, we sort of shit ourselves. I find a lot more, and we play into trouble. And yeah. um, it, it seems to me like towards the end of the game uh, at the FA Cup, it, it was just like we had so many chances to keep the ball in their attacking, our attacking third. We just kept fucking playing it back. And it just, I don't know what it is. It, it's happened under three managers now. Yeah. At one point, we had a 60 yard back pass. Yeah. It, it's happened under three managers now, you know, Sarri, Lampard, and I now. It, I, I think it's the forward players not uh, not knowing how to break through a, the. Oh, I don't want to call it low. The, you know, the two banks of four or the bank of six defenders yeah. and three midfielders in front. Like teams are defending deep and resolutely, especially when they're protecting a one-nil lead against us. And I think we're devoid of the ideas how to break them down. I think attackers let us down. Um, we, we haven't been scoring as many goals. So in the end, you know, we try to pass it back and rebuild from the back in the hope of drawing them out a little bit and creating space. But um, but just on the keepers, like, I I think um, Mendy is the better keeper. Yep. Um, for me as well, like, that, even though the goal we conceded against Arsenal was not Kepa's fault, you know, if anything, he'd done fucking really well to uh, to keep Georgie's incredible shot out. Yeah. Um, but I just wonder, did that, did that knock his confidence a bit? Was that was that a bit of a shaky sort of keeper and back line? And then we put him in a cup final as a result of that, you know? Going, going off a loss, you'd want confidence going into Well, the past final, experiences, so. when Kepa's had a shit game the day the game before, he's never really recovered, has he? No. So, I, I, I don't know. Is it, it was a strange... Well, like, it's like half and half. It's like, it's strange that... It went that way, but then at the same time, not surprised because he did yeah. play the FA Cup games. So, okay, so he has a right to to be there, but I don't know. I just I just, I just feel like we're much more unstable at the back when he's in goal. Yeah, and I think you know we all remember, don't we, from last season? The fuck it is Kepper. Everybody just shoot him from wherever on the pitch because it's Kepper in goal. And you know, would Tielemans take that shot on if? Mendy's in goal. You know, forgetting whether he saves it or not, would he take it on? Don't know. It's, um, yeah, it's unknown, isn't it? It's an unknown. Yeah, it's um, unknown. There weren't really many other significant changes between the two teams um, starting either game, uh, other than the goalkeeper, the left wing back. and Which was um, the big one for me. Yeah. And then uh, the, the forward three only by one person but so Rick do you want to get started then the big one for you the left wing back we obviously yeah. started Alonso in the final in the FA Cup final and we started Chilwell in the league game well going back to the FA Cup final you can just see straight away the impact he made as soon as he come on the pitch he, sc- he scored a perfectly good goal which obviously that's another rabbit hole that I don't know if we're going to go down or not oh we're but... definitely going to fucking go down there yeah but, but... Obviously, you know, there's an argument if we deserve to win the game, but we certainly deserve to take it to extra time. It was a legitimate goal that was chalked off. Anyway, going back to Chilwell, um, you just saw the impact he made. As soon as he come on, he was dynamic when he come on. He got forward. He caused problems for them. And 
last night, it was the same for the 90 minutes. Solid defensively, solid going forward. I just think he's an all-round, he's a very good wing-back. He's a very, very good wing-back. Yeah. No, he's, 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 he's a good full-back. He's a good wide man, winger, wing-back. And the thing what I like about him as well, even when like sometimes he'll do like a stray pass or something and he doesn't panic he works his bollocks off to get the ball back like he presses well if he makes a mistake he doesn't panic he gets back into position um yeah i like him i'm a big chillwell fan as i'm sure we all are actually yeah 100 percent. jordan what do you think like would you have gone chill well for both games yeah uh, it's the same same sort of thing about you know the 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 difference in quality from Mendy to Kepa, same as Chilwell to Alonso. I find it... the second string players that are making the cup final starting eleven. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just I'm sort of they 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 wear the they they wear a Chelsea shirt. They're Chelsea players, but I'm sort of, of I'm sort of done with them players. Like I ain't gonna lie. I just I find that we need to move on from Alonso. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and that's the that. thing is is it a bit of a you know, you can't help but wonder with our club if there's an instruction coming from higher above to play certain players to make a bit of money back on their sale. Um, will we shop window in Alonso? Um, because um, there's, there's been interest in Emerson, but it doesn't sound like there's been much in Alonso. I'd like to think that we're not shop window in players in an FA Cup final, but nothing would ever surprise me, to be honest. No, no, nothing would surprise. Um Ultimately, right, so the, we're saying Kepa, okay, Kepa played every cup game and got us to the cup final. So I can I can sort of justify that. But the Alonso one blows my mind. It seriously blows my mind. That the I was very surprised. I was very surprised, to be honest. Yeah. Because I, I just don't, I don't see, you know, I know we all joke and laugh and he's got a good song and... He scores against Tottenham. He's scored a few good goals against Spurs. He's popped up at other times and scored good goals. Apart from the odd good goal, what the fuck does he offer? <laughs> I, just, I, don't know. I have no answer. Apart from <laughs> shakiness, apart from 90 minutes of just pure shakiness. It's just, yeah. no, don't get me wrong. He had, he had a, you know, this is fucking thing is we're not, I, I hate as a club because we've got, you know, so much recent history. I don't like living in the past like other fucking clubs do. But he had a great season with Conte when we won the league. He did, yeah. And so did Victor then, Moses, though. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Both <laughs> wing backs, both, exactly the, both of them, yeah, both of them wing backs. They, you know, on paper or you know, as a name, they're not the fucking biggest players. But a manager like Conte, his how how well he was as a manager, managed to get two of them two different players. Like playing like that and and becoming a uh, you know title winners, which is fair enough. But I don't know. I just it just seems like from that point onwards, from the point Conte left, it's just he's just perished as a player. His attitude, I think, is a load of bollocks as well. And... You would have thought as well. Sorry to interrupt you, George. Sorry, mate. Um, I j- just wanted to say that um, you would have thought you talking about Conte coming in putting him in the team, right system, gave him a lot of confidence, etc. But Tuchel backed him to start with. Yeah, I know. She's coming, he stuck him straight in the start. And he, he put him in ahead of Chilwell. And you just think, why is he not given that? I, 
But was but, it was was he doing it because he was bringing a system in and he knew that Alonso could sort of already fit in that system and he, he knew the short term job you mean and he, yeah in in his yeah, mind he wanted Chilwell in the background to work, work up to the ability that yeah. he needed him and then fuck Alonso off basically perhaps yeah 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 I'd say that's a good shout actually to be honest that's a good shout. I, I, that's that's my opinion, anyways. Uh, obviously, we was all very very shocked when you know Alonso was managed to fucking come back in uh, once Lampard left. Uh, it was a strange one. He's like a I, cat. <laughs> it was. It, I don't know. It was just. It was a strange one. Enough. That's yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. Like you know, you had Alonso and and, and Rudiger and a couple of players that sort of weren't really playing under Lampard. But then you've obviously got Rudiger that's actually fucking well improved oh, and managed. And now he's he's you can't drop him. He's got to be at least top two, top three players on the top of the fucking first eleven. I mean, that, yeah. that takes takes us on nicely. Like that that was probably the next point to call. Really, was Rudiger starting those two games? Um, especially when you're talking about attitude and things like that. Like. Fucking hell, he's br- he's brilliant now, isn't he? He's unbelievable, mate. And like, to, <laughs> he's, to me, he's just another like you know how we were saying for a lot of pods, like we're missing the leadership and stuff like that, and a bit of a bastard. Yeah, he he's now becoming you know that shit house player. Yeah, he's he's becoming that the man that that's talking for obviously I know we have a number of people but he's the man that's talking the voice of the voice of our club at the moment in terms of you know we need to get the job fucking done this is what we're gonna fucking do and he, he, he's, he's just he's got a bit he's a different beast mate and I, he's if there was I don't know if there fucking is but if there's an award for the most improved player under a manager Coming in, he definitely fucking deserves to win it because yeah, I think they still clear those awards. But well, I know, but I, it's yeah, that's just me. But I generally <laughs> think that Rudiger's unbelievable, and I, I I hope it stays. I hope it really does. Yeah, yeah. Rick, talk to us about Rudiger, mate. Um, he's just got better and better, hasn't he? Really. Um, it's the because I, I remember the, power of the mask. A little bit as well. <laughs> it, could, it, it could be, you know. We've, but when he was getting a game now and again for Lampard, he was just coming in like one every four or five games he was playing for Lampard. He looked very shaky and unsure of himself. And I think it just shows what knowing the manager has belief in you, what it can do for your performance mm. on the pitch. And that, this is no slight on Lampard at all because you, he was the manager. He rates who he wants. But Tuchel obviously rates Rudiger and you just see the level of... Perf- like, he's playing the best he's played the whole time he's been at Chelsea by a mile. Even, yeah. when, he f- even yeah. when he first came, I thought he was all right. But I didn't think he was amazing. He was I solid think- when he first came. But now he's like... He's arguably our best defender, isn't he, at the moment? I think you need to look at centre-back partnerships. And he was in a centre-back pair. And now he's three centre-backs. He's better in a three. It's the same as a Christian sort of thing, isn't it? He looks and better I in a three, he, doesn't he, as opposed so, to a two. You know, whether we criticise or critique or compliment Tuchel, I think one thing is he's looked at square pegs and square holes um, and actually found a, a defensive setup that suits 
and we're seeing the best of, of the four, the centre backs. Yeah. As a result, I think you know it was always a worry. A back four with Rudiger and Zuma together was always a worry. Um, and even Zuma's looked all right when he's come in at points. He's come on at awkward timing games, late yeah. on in games, and he looks solid when he comes on. I think all the defenders at the minute, and now they've popped. I'm sure I'm going on to one point that you're going to bring up in a minute, but I'll just mention it briefly. Yeah. Um, now he's trying Reese James in a back three. Yeah. So we've got options. <laughs> yeah. I um... there. Yeah. yeah, I'm still here, mate. I'm still here. Um, just drawing parallels, like we're talking about Conte's team with wing-backs and Alonso then. Um, it's interesting to look at the sort of parallels in defence and, and what's different there. Like you say, obviously, Reese James has slotted in, Azpilicueta has slotted in. But more than that, going back to Rudiger, in that Conte team, we had a bastard on the pitch and that was Diego Costa. Yep. And different end of the pitch but we've got a bastard on the pitch now in Rudiger he just wanted to fight someone didn't he in the league game last night he loved just, it he just wanted to fight and you know what um, yeah those the, the 8,000 fans we had in Stamford Bridge last night fucking hats off to them every mm. single one of them was brilliant like and it was absolutely it was, it was louder than when we've got a full house yeah 100%. everyone was singing um, and you know, Rudiger probably thrived off that a bit and he gave it a bit and then we backed him and I just think uh, you need that. You need that going into the business end. You need someone who's not going to fucking take anything. Um, sure. And that was good. But, yeah, so you, you mentioned, obviously, Reese James coming into the back three. Um, is it an experiment that's worked? It wasn't something I ex- at all, if I'm being honest. Um, but... I think he's looked very good in the both games. And I know, and I don't even want to bring light to the abuse that he was getting after the cup final because it's it's disgusting. But I thought he was brilliant in the cup final. I know people say he gave the ball away. Well, he didn't. The geezer handballed it. Um, so so I, I don't really see as the fact that he gave the ball away at all. Um, I thought in the cup final, I thought he was brilliant. And mm. I thought, I thought best player in the cup final. I'm going to say that he was our best cup final. Um, And I thought he was good again last night as well. And then I was just thinking about it as I was watching the game. And I was was thinking, if you're going to look at something in Reese's game from when he started, you you know, obviously primarily he's a wing back. So he's attacking, Mm. he's defending. The one part of his game you'd maybe say he fell asleep sometimes was the defensive part of his game on occasions he'd fall asleep sometimes yeah. um i just think putting him in that back three it's going to sharpen him up that part of his game is going to sharpen him up and fuck me playing next to silver is definitely going to help yeah 100 so so i think i'm all on i'm all on board with it ideally you'd kind of no disrespect to as because i think he's fucking brilliant and he gets up and down for a Jesus. man of his age, even though he's not oh, old, I'm older than him, can, and he yeah, still gets I'm older than him. But I he, he still gets up and down. Yeah, exactly. He gets I up and down. Is forty-five minutes. You'd kind of, if this is going to be a thing going forward, where Reese James is going to stay the right-sided centre back. Let's just say it's forever now. He's staying there every time he plays for Chelsea. He's the right-sided centre back. I think moving forward, we'd kind of want someone at. Someone different. I know that sounds horrible, and I don't mean it to sound like that because he is our captain. At wing back. 
Yeah, you'd want yeah. someone a bit more Callum. younger, a bit more mobile. Perhaps Callum Hudson-Odoi. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, he seemed to start there a bit at the, se- at the start of the season and uh, at the start of Tuchel's period anyway. Um, but hasn't had much of a look in. I was just wondering, um, and Jordan, obviously, we'll come on to you for your opinions on, on Reese James in the back three. But um, just maybe to poke a thought out of you, I was thinking that maybe, you know, ultimately we're setting up to play our own game. And I can't remember one of you two um, said at the top of the pod something about how um, we uh, we haven't really been sort of dominated by any team. I'd say I agree. West Brom are the only team to have dominated us under yeah. two cool. Um But I was just wondering if, you know, maybe we are sort of trying to get versatility amongst the players so they can go in up, you know, uh, attacking on the right side or wing back or wing back or part of the, the, the back three. Um, and I think just looking at Vardy's pace, you know, he, he's, he's knocking on a bit mm. for a striker, but he has got undisputed pace, very good at getting in behind defences and ruthless when he does. And I'm wondering if maybe um, the idea of playing Reese in the centre-back was because he's very strong and fast. Mm. Certainly, I'd prefer to have him up against Vardy than, than Dave. <laughs> He's built like a fucking tank. You know? I think that was more of an adapt, uh, like a adapting game uh, tactic. Yeah, yeah, you are. I think so. Like, I think when so. you say it like that, obviously, I never really thought about that. But when you say it like that, I think that's a perfect example and reason why he was put there in that. In that, but like you said, the versatility in the squad it creates like depth without mm-hmm. even adding players to these squad. Yeah, yeah. Depth in terms of whom we're coming up against because if suddenly we come up against a team that's got a very pacey wing back yeah. uh, or full back and we need a more defensively minded wing back, yeah. well actually we've got Chilwell, Alonso, we could fit them both in if we needed to or yep. on the other side Callum, Reese, Aspi. Like I, I think it is a bit of a I think it's a step forward. Yep. Um but it doesn't always doesn't always work, and I, I suppose that takes us nicely on to then the forward three. Um, obviously, between the two games, we had one change in the forward three. We lined up for the FA Cup final with Mason Mount and Hakim Ziyech um, playing off of Timo Werner, mm. and then in the league game last night, uh, it was the same, but Ziyech for Pulisic. And I'm going to go out there and say I wasn't at Wembley, sadly, but a lot of people I've spoken to who were said Ziyech is even more disappointing in, you know, live. Yep. Um, so that rotation of the front three, OK, it might give us more opportunities. You know, I think we definitely missed Timo Werner um, against Arsenal. Yeah, um, sure. But how I think he said that it? himself too, Kel, didn't he? He alluded to that himself. He got that wrong, leaving Werner out of the Arsenal game. Yeah, well, he he, he was questioned about how many changes he'd made and he didn't even realise how many subs he'd made, uh, how many changes he'd made. I think he's learned a lesson from those two games. You'd hope, but then he's, he, you know, he's done this continuously since we've, we, we, got, we conceded five at home to West Brom and he still continued to make five, six, seven changes each game. So we will see, but... That forward three, um, Jordan, we'll start with you. The forward three, mine obviously, including Ziyech, and then 
swapping him out for Pulisic in the League Cup. Would you have done the same? Would you have started the same? What were your thoughts of those three players? I like the thing is, is like obviously Mount and Werner for me have to start. Ziyech, I, I don't know, he's proper inconsistent. Like I like him, don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna chuck him under the bus, but I don't find I find his work rates a lot less than Pulisic's. Oh, do you know I'm fucking gutted because I honestly thought Ziyech was gonna be the bollocks. I don't know if it's just a blip. I, 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 it is in the season, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't know if he's. I don't know. I don't know if he's cut out for the prem. I, 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 I can't really. If if this continues to happen for me next season, like the first half, if he does get his opportunities and he doesn't take them, then I think that's when we say he ain't he ain't cut out for it. Um, cause it, you know he's he had a bit of a shit start. Let's be honest. I know it's uh, nine months on or whatever it is. But he hasn't had the greatest of consistent seasons. Um, I don't know, I, but I, I find Pulisic's uh, presence and work rate so much higher than Ziyech's. Mm, uh, sure. So I'd uh, with Werner and and Pulisic like the gate. Obviously, pl- playing them with Mount Pulisic and Werner, I would have started them both games. All f- so what what we played yesterday up front is what I would have played in the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, I find Werner and Pulisic's pace and Mason Mount's pressing is just fucking scary, scary to come up against. And I think mm. that if they, I don't know what it is, but if they manage to just find that 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 scoring formula between them, fucking mm. hell, man. Like, yeah. But it is, it's frustrating, but. I just hope that we manage to find our shooting boots. Yeah. Because we do everything up to the... We do everything 99% and that 1% is the goal, the goal basically. And we, we're we just not hitting that 1%. We're always complete getting up to 99%. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we won yesterday, but it needs to be better. It has to be better. Yeah. Rick, if I can stop you from doing your Darth Vader for a second, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Is that what I was doing? I didn't even realise. I was in a world of my own, to be honest. I was listening to Jordan. <laughs> what, um, what do you <laughs> Sorry. think of that, that forward three? Like, I, I guess let's start with Ziesch because he played the cup final. Um, I think I, I would just, at this point, like agree with Jordan. I think Mount and Werner, to me and to most people now, appear like first names on the team sheet kind of thing. Um I don't know if you would agree, but but specifically, let's start with with Ziyech for the cup final, Pulisic for the league game. Um, poor in the cup final. Um, yeah, yeah. I think me actually saying poor is being nice, if I'm being honest. Um, no, he wasn't very, he wasn't very good at all. Pulisic, he, I always find with Pulisic, even when he's not having his best game, something that Jordan sort of alluded to, you still get the work rate out of him. So he's still, there's still a lot of endeavour there. He's still trying hard. He, you know, he'll track back as well if he needs to. Um, he, he doesn't stop trying. I always find Ziyech, if it's not working, he goes missing a little bit. Well, no, he doesn't go missing a little bit. He goes missing a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like an Urzil, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and I think that's a slight on Urzil because I think Urzil's much better. 
Um, <laughs> Fez. No, I just, yeah. I just mean like you know similar players. No, I get what you mean. It is, like, it's kind of if it's not working. And if it ain't got, if he ain't in that missing. limelight, he'd be like, oh, just let the other boys have it. And he's yes, I think you know he's I mean? got a. He's got to have a look at himself in the summer, yeah. I think, because you've got to think there's obviously going to be new players coming in. I think that's a given. There's going to be at least two or three new signings coming in. Um, and since the stay, he's, he's, he's got to be offering more than what he's offering at the minute. And he's not offering a lot, so it's not going to take a lot for him to improve, is it? No. Fucking hell. Um, Werner's... Werner, the, the thing is, I thought Werner... Going on to Werner slightly, um, I thought he, I didn't think he played well in the cup final. Um, I thought he was poor in the cup final, poor decision making. But then in the league game, I thought it was the Werner that we love. He was getting on the ball, he was turning, he was causing problems. I know obviously he got caught offside when he shouldn't have been caught offside. So it would have been a goal if he wasn't so well. I don't so, know if that's laziness or what it is. I don't so know what really that is. Needs to, to teach him. The, 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 the thing is, as frustrating as that is, um, in my opinion, that's teachable. That's something you can work on. 100%, mate. 100%. Um, that's and something... also, ultimately, he's gambling on the last man. And, you know, when you're gambling, it doesn't always come off. But when it does come off, you reap the rewards, right? Yep. That's, that's, exactly. That's and when he gets caught offside... I think the commentator alluded to it last night. He he was like, he could afford to give 90% of the centre-halves in this league a yard. Yeah. (laughs) And he'd still go past them. But that's something with a... I know he's probably going to be going to the Euros, um, but he's still going to have a more normal... The German squad was announced today. I haven't seen it, though. I I saw a tweet from uh, Kai. Yeah, so he'd made it. It kind of wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if he was left out. I think that'd yeah. be, I think that'd be quite good if he was left out. Have a rest over the summer. You come yeah. back early when all the Euro when all the Euro players are still on their extended break. He can come in, work on some things. Well, yeah, yeah, he, he can work on some things, and it's a big season for. I don't feel he got a lot of support last night. And it's warranted. He works his bollocks off. It is warranted. And we love but workers, don't we? next season, if he's not scoring... He is in, I, boys. I he's don't in, yeah. honestly think that's going to last forever. I um, don't think... Um, if all he, our if German he, boys are. If he's not scoring next season, I don't think... I think if, if, if we do go out and get a striker, I don't think people talk about it as much. And like I've said before on these pods that we it do... It takes the pressure off him, doesn't it? Like I've said on the pods that we do, yeah, it takes pressure off. But It could work if, that way as well, you're right. If we compare his numbers to Pedro and Willian, he has this season surpassed any single season by either player. The Man. thing is, it's a great point you bring up. And you look at Firmino at Liverpool... Yeah, that, then... I don't. He's, just, he's literally just scored... Has he just scored? Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, yeah. Um, but their numbers are not massively different, though. There isn't no. a huge difference between the two of them. No. And you know what? You know, Firmino, absolute bellend. Um, but he, he, in one interview, I think he said, um, he was asked about the, the system that Liverpool, Liverpool play, and he frowned and he said, I am the system. And, okay, take that however you like it. But I think we showed against Arsenal 
Werner kind of is integral to our system. The high yeah. press that you've both mentioned before, like just that whole, you know, energy. The Duracell bunny running around up top, making himself busy. He's got a number of assists. He knows how to win penalties. Like how many penalties has he won? Exactly. Oh, it's fucking. That's as good as an assist, isn't it? Really? Yeah. 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 His stats are. His stats are pretty decent. I think he's on twelve goals, uh, fourteen assists, and eight penalties won. You look at the assists, right? The assists. You imagine if he would have hit the twenty. You imagine if he'd have hit fifteen this season. I don't even think anyone's. I should say that's across all competitions. I don't even think anyone's even talking if he's on the 15 mark, if I'm being honest. I think it's around there. I'm going to double check now. Uh, if he hits 15, I don't think anyone's even having a conversation. 12 goals and 14 assists. Oh, it's not bad, is it? First season, 24 years old. Only just turned 24 as well. 26 goal involvements. And like we said before in previous pods as well, the big chances he's missed and the times he's... like. Hitting the bar on the post, they don't count as on target efforts. But if you know, if 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 those ones, I think he's hit the post or the woodwork more than anybody else this season. And it was a good finish when he got caught offside yesterday. It was a good was finish. finish it's a good finish. Yeah, and I think there's more to come from him. But I think, I think um, there is. I think Pulisic, Mount, and Werner. Yes. Without without a natural striker, they're the front three. They work well because they interchange, so it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that the only thing left to really really talk about is the, the midfield two, the manager, um, and just the whole attitude of, of the two games in general, having fans back and stuff. Um, you know, we've said on this pod, we've all sort of held her hands up and praised Jorginho when he's had a good game or two. Um, but I'm just going to go on record and say, for all of the good that he has done and for the leaps and bounds that he has come on and, you know, the way he's improved, we've said it before, he still, to me, he still remains such a system player. And if that system gets found out in a match, he does not do the job we need him to do. He's got some. He's got some unbelievable qualities. Um, he's very good at retaining the ball. Um, he's a very intelligent player as well. He's very intelligent. He gets into space well. He knows how to work himself out of tight areas. But as you've just alluded to, he is a system player, um, and he's got some fucking. Ma- mm. Um, when he has a bad game, it's oh, it's it's horrific. When it, when he has a bad game, it's ninety ninety nine percent disastrous for us. hundred percent. And you look at the Arsenal goal, like th- there was people saying, "Why is Kepper out of his goal?" Well, that's what a, that's where a goalie's supposed to receive a pass. Well, he's not supposed to receive it standing in front of his fucking goal. Um, you, would you would you see someone like fucking Fabregas making that pass? No, because Fabregas would fucking look, wouldn't he? He hasn't well, even looked. Talk, regardless of looking, players are taught. If you know, most players have an awareness of where the goal is. The... You know, in peripheral vision, you're taught to pass wide of the goal. They yeah, no goalie, no goalie should be standing in front of the goal <laughs> looking to receive a pass back if it can be helped. You should always be at the side of the goal. That's what goalies are taught from when they're kids. And mm. I don't know if it was 
you know, not looking up. And I don't know if it's because Kepa was in goal. He thought, fuck it. Kepa always wants the ball back. Do you know what I mean? It, it, I always find it when Kepa's in goal, it always goes back to him, even if it, you know, abnormally. It, he's too comfortable much. with his feet, isn't he? I think that's what you're trying to Normally, he's all right with his feet, Kepa. So I don't know if Georgie thought, fuck it, I'm just going to hit it better. If it happened to not be there. Do you know what I mean? I don't, no. He's just had a massive fucking brain fart. He's a, he fart, a man, mate. It's a brain fart. Yeah, he's had a massive brain fart. And we huffed him. It was kind of like the best way I can describe that game. It was a. We huffed and we puffed for yeah. 90 minutes and we didn't really do much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, just in terms of Georgie and, and Kante, as a midfield partnership, can we improve that? Does Kovacic get more of a look in? I thought Kovacic, I thought Kovacic looked, it was nice to see him come on yesterday. He yeah. fucked up for the goal. Yeah, he, but... he, he, he fucked up, he fucked up massively. That's, when they, they for me, that's well. kind of, for, for me, that was specifically the goal. That was match sharpness for yeah. me. That's match sharpness, that is. But when he got the ball, he moved it quick. Um, it was nice. He brings something a little bit extra. But for me, it's probably... I think he will probably start against Villa and see how he gets on and how he gets through the 90 against Villa. This is Kovacic I'm Kante's, talking about. Kante's going to be rested, isn't he? Yeah, it will be... Well, Kovacic, what, what's the verdict with him? It, it will be... He's yeah. not injured, Kante. He's not injured. He yeah, fell tightness yeah. in his hamstring, so yeah. they just took so him he, off. He'll he be wanted to come off for the final. Yeah, and it's probably going to be Kovacic and Gilmore. I would have fought against Villa, um, but in the final, unless Kovacic has a really good game against Villa, I can't see it being anything other than Kante and Jorginho in the final. To be honest, yeah. Does that worry you at all? Not if they play well, it don't. <laughs> I think yeah, if, yeah. if Kante has it in him, like if He's they do fit. play together, yeah. and Kante, almost, even though it's a middle two, if Kante plays like it's the middle three, like he always, like usually does when he's on the top of his game and actually fucking covers Jorginho's ass so he can just dictate the play with his passing, then that's I'll be happy with that. I mean, Kante carried Pogba to a World Cup winner's medal, so he hasn't won the Champions League yet. But you've got to think in these recent games where, okay, Jorginho has been playing well, and we covered, I can't remember what pod it was, where, you know, he travelled the most distance and and stuff like that. I think it was against Real Madrid, wasn't it? Covered the most distance or whatever it was. And we thought when you read that stat out, out, Ash, I can remember, and we were like, you give out this number and me and Rick both said Kante and yeah. you were like, no, it's Jorginho. Fuck yeah. me. Oh, like, yeah, we I remember that. So, you know, yeah. he, he is, he has showed uh, some spark in his play. But like I said, when it's, when he has a bad game, it's 99% fucking disastrous. It's for disastrous us. for us. So he needs to, if he's going to start so, the final, we just got to pray as a fucking good guy. I'm just, I'm just hoping that if he does play in the final against Kante, which he does deserve, I, he, he, the way he has played up, up until, you know, these yeah. last two games, unfortunately, they cost us, but not, not cost us, but you know, he's just, he, he's lacked in his play, not, stay consistent he's sort of gone off the ball a little bit because he was playing really well consistently but if he does play and Kante is fully fit I think we'll be alright yeah well I hope so 
Um, yeah, I, I find the midfield question a little bit difficult again. Um, I do think like it... we could improve there in the future. That's one area that we do strengthen in the summer. I'm certain that's one area that we will be yeah. strengthening. I think we, we may have to do some sort of... A D, I think a DM, a DM and a striker would really massively help our squad. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Um, and then, I mean, the final thing we really need to talk about, and I don't really want to, because I'm just feeling like I feel so just done with it. Not in a like VAR. I'm I, no, no. That's I'm, oh. I'm happy to go. I'm happy to go on VAR. I'm just talking about the squads and ah, the lineups sorry. and that. Um, no, it's all right, mate. Um, <laughs> I thought Tracy was here for a minute. That's why I interrupted <laughs> and disagreed. Tammy <laughs> uh, didn't make the bench for the FA Cup final. He made the bench last night. You know, we're still. I just I can't understand the way that he chooses his subs bench. I have to be careful what I say about Tammy now, don't I? <laughs> yeah, you do. You got Macca listening. I don't want to upset Macca. Macca's on the prowl. <laughs> what do you reckon? Like, would you would you are you happy with the benches and the subs that he's able to make in game? Um, because I of kind of. When I look, I know there's a big thing said about the two left-backs. There's always two left-backs on the bench. I kind of get it. I don't think he picks Emerson as a left-back. It's more. I think I've said this in the past. It's more of an emergency left-centre-half he sees Emerson as. Because he played. I think he played there against Barnsley, I think, yeah, in that position. Did. I think that's where... I think that's the only reason he picks him. I don't think it's the fact. I don't think it's really two left backs, if I'm being honest. So it's um, uh, like we said at the top of the pod again. It's a versatility. It's thing. a versatility thing. He just yeah, wants in it. It's, it. it's a last option. It's a very last option. But then it, going on to kind of like the Tammy situation, I do think Tammy. In hindsight, I do think Tammy should have been on the bench in the cup final because. I don't, I've been very disappointed with Olivia Giroud the last couple of... I know he's been out and he hasn't been picked much. I don't think he's offered anything when he's come on in the last few games, if I'm being honest. Nothing at all. I don't see Tammy doing any worse if Tammy would have come on. Mm. Jordan? Um, I don't know, man. I can't really put anything on the Tammy situation. I'm gutted because I, like, I do really like him as a player. But it doesn't look too good. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that Giroud played yesterday because it was obviously his last game at the bridge. Um, oh, I didn't even think of it like that, actually, to be honest. Yeah. It was his last game at the bridge. So it's probably Tammy's as well. Well, yeah. It probably that's the was thing. Tammy's, to be honest. Yeah, you, you're not wrong there. Both of them had the. I don't know. It's, just, it's fucking. It's mad because he, you know, he was, he was pretty damn fucking good. Uh, in the first half of our season under Lampard when he first started, you know, when we went to Arsenal away, Ash, and he, he scored that. He scored the winner, didn't he? 87th minute yeah, winner. Limbs, you know, he was on absolute limbs. fire then. And, oh, I miss those limbs. And then because we were so, I think because we were so reliable on him, he ended up getting injured. Then after that, I don't know what the fuck happened, but it all just went tits up. Then he picked back up, you know, and the games he did start, with with Lampard uh, with under Lampard and we had Werner 
you know, they were linking up well. He got his hat trick, and then off him and went... him and Havertz had some really good links up. Yeah, know, like you know, league. they had really good. He had re and you know he had made a fair few goal contributions. You know, really? uh, this season at this in the in the start on the Lampard when we went unbeaten for a while, he he was actually quite a important player for us. And then yeah, unfortunately he's not in uh, Tommy's favour. So mm-hmm. it's it is a shame. It is a shame, but yeah. it's the same as like the Tamori situation. I I was a little bit hurt by that that he went. I think it's just when a manager don't fancy you, 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 yeah. you, you're fucks, aren't you? If they don't rate you, you're finished. You have no, cho- you have no choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you got to, it's a job at the end of the day. They're yeah. working, that's their job. And it's the he same see, as, The thing is, he sees him every as, day, doesn't he? He sees yeah. him every day. And I always think in situations like this, I don't always think it's as simple as not rating somebody for me. I don't think it's that simple. That's a part of it. The other part of it is, for me, and I don't know whether it's me just being a complete pessimist, I always think something must have happened. Mm, For for you to just go, like, there's no doubt in Lampard and Tamori, something definitely happened with Lampard and Tamori. That wasn't just a... He had him on loan at Derby, paid him 55 games for Derby in one season, so he definitely rated him. And he started him at Chelsea at the beginning. Something's definitely happened... Abraham and Tuchel, something's definitely happened or he's just not doing something that he wants him to do. And he's not doing enough in training. I, I, or he just fully doesn't think he fits his system and never will. And he, or just, he just, doesn't, or, just doesn't believe Oh, yeah, he just thinks know. he's shit. But oh, I don't think he's shit. I don't think he's shit. I don't think he's good enough. You know, when we, when we, the thing is, when he was playing on the, when we were playing well, that had that run on the Lampard at the start of the season, how, we, I can remember speaking about in podcasts of how well Tammy worked on his hold-up play uh, and and just it was strength yeah, and, it was and you know off the ball movement and stuff like that. You know, it, he did improve his game, and then when he did play, he did make contributions. Whether that was a couple of goals here and there, or assists, or just even his work rate, he picked up on his work rate. He's so, a squad. He's a squad it, player for me. He should then, be on the bench. It's then got a. You like you said, it's then got to go down to, you know, you can only guess or assume this situation because we assume something happened with Tomori. So the same, maybe the same things happen, not the same thing, but something similar yeah. to why he's being pushed out. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And it is a shame. Mm. It is. But I don't he's know. He's a squad player. He's a squad player. Do you think AC Milan are going to get Tomori full time? I don't think they've got the money to buy him. And and if so, do you reckon Tamori's going to be into Shell's plans? It wouldn't surprise me if he did recall him and have a look I, at him I, pre-season. I think I think that he's got another le- he's got another sort of lease of life under Tuchel at Chelsea. I generally think so. And I think Zuma might play sacrifice for that. I wouldn't mm. be surprised. I wouldn't be overly surprised if that happened. I agree with you. I like. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I love. I, I I like Zuma as a presence and that. But I just. Oh, I, I find with him, he's very uncomfortable on the ball. He looks like he puts a lot of effort into his passes, doesn't he? Yeah, it's it's. Uh, you can tell when he lets when he releases that ball. It's I don't know. It just to find that little uncertainty about him. Do you understand me? Like it just seems like, you know. 
he's robust. He's always had that absolute tank in him, mm. that decent time tackle. He's always had that in him. But I think when it comes to playing from the back, he's not that player. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so then I guess finally, like let's talk about let's talk about the goals we scored, those that were allowed and those that weren't. <laughs> um and then I think we'll wrap it up. But uh, headline and then you guys can fill in underneath, right? You write the article, verbally dictate the article. <laughs> I'll write the headline, all right? Fuck V A R Mate. Yes, Fuck I concur. Yeah. I concur. Um, the the main problem I've got with the cup final goal is that mm-hmm. the freeze frame they're looking at the ball's left his foot already. Oh, um, so and even at that point, they're looking at the incorrect freeze frame. Even at that point, it's still not. It's still not offside. Like a part of your body you can score with is not offside. Mm. So. Even then, so if you pull it back, like, point whatever second, he's going to be onside when the ball's played. Yeah. Um, it's an awful decision. And do you know what? How close it was. How fucking quick did VAR say no goal for something that close? Yeah. It, it, it was a matter of seconds and it was ruled out. It was like, it, it was so quick. And obviously the penalty from last night was embarrassing. I don't even think it was referred, was it? Which was, no. which no. was ridiculous. It was more, the the penalty that we did get, that was a penalty. I've seen some people say it was soft. It wasn't soft. It was a penalty. The um, first one was more of a penalty than the, that the, one. The first that one was in... more of a penalty. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. The one that we actually got given Nowhere near as nailed on. And the offside was right. The handball was right. Got no problem with those two. They were right. But the offside, 90th minute, FA Cup final. (laughs) They've got it wrong. And the thing what makes me laugh so much about it is, well, I have to laugh. It's not funny, but you have to laugh. Is that hardly anything has been said about it since. Yeah. Because it's this massive fairy tale of it's been invented by the media that we've been beaten by a small team. Yeah, Leicester are Premier League winners, and they're owned by a billionaire. They're not a small team. Like it's this, it's this fairy tale story that's been invented by the media that we've been beaten by a a small, a small like League Two team in an FA Cup final. It's a Premier League champions. Who are owned by a fucking billionaire? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's fucking laughable. I think that's yeah, that's pretty fucking bang on, to be honest. Um, I think just going back to the penalty shout. Did you hear oh, the don't excuse? Do it to me again. Did you hear? <laughs> did you hear what what the uh, the appraisal was? I can't remember who it was. Was it Dermot? Oh, Dermot <laughs> no, Gallagher. What did he say? <laughs> he said right that um, it's a. Uh, from one particular view, it's a clear penalty, right? <laughs> but it was the only view, it was the only angle that VAR didn't have access to at the time. 
What a load of crap. How point. can how can this whatever you want to call them subsidiary of the FA whatever they whatever it is how can they not have access to all the angles at every moment of a game? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. It's, it's obscene, you know. Oh my can... god, I can't believe you've just told me that. I'm... Yeah, that's what he <laughs> that's said. blown that... my mind. And ultimately, you know, Mike Dean had the best view, <laughs> the best view that anybody could have. How's he um, not seen that? But we've had, I mean, we've had six goals disallowed in the last three games. <laughs> it's a joke, He's mate. Mad. And you can say, you okay, them off. Like, let's say thirty to fifty percent is Vernon not being able to read a line. Um, but still, it just feel, <laughs> it feels like we're getting the hard end of the stick, doesn't it, with VAR? Mm. I'm going to put this down. I'd much rather go back to arguing over something was offside or onside without ever seeing a line drawn on a screen. I would happily go back to how it was and just have goal line technology. That's good enough for me. Yeah, same. Jordan, what do you think, mate? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, The goals we scored were, were pretty good, I guess, last night. The one came off Rudiger's thigh, classic. Right place, right time. Love it. And uh, a Georgie heart stopping penalty, which I actually, it was less of a skip than normal. I felt quite comfortable with that. That picture Um, looks like he was fucking jumping, though. Hard. uh, Looks like he was doing a hop, skip, and jump, mate. That picture. Yeah. Yeah. We do need to create more, well, we need to bury more chances, don't we? Yeah, for sure, man. It's getting almost frustrating. Um, mm. It's a long. It's been a quite a. I don't know. You know, the thing is, we were talking again, like I say in previous pods, where we were due to uh, to massacre a team because the tactics and and just how we were playing, or to the build up of things, we were, yeah. we were literally ruining teams, like completely yeah. ruining. Well, that was that was Palace four one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but who knew up after fifteen minutes, whatever it was. But we we were completely other teams as well. We were completely ruining them possession wise and just getting up to the attacking third so easy and nicely. But we just can't fucking finish. And I, I, I just generally like even even Tommy looks fucking frustrated every mm. single miss, mate. He just he he now looks so fucking angry. So I don't know what it is, man. I just it's it's a strange one to put it on because it's it's the precision. Yeah, the lack, it's just precision. the lack of it's the lack it's of lacking the precision. Yeah. Um. So questions both of you. We can sign one striker next season. Money's no object. Daniel Levy oh. doesn't exist. Who'd you sign? If Daniel Levy doesn't exist, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, Harry Kane. Jordan, same mate. Yeah, fair. Harry Kane is superior to any striker on the market at the moment. And I throw Haaland in there as well. Harry Kane's better than Haaland. Yeah, at the moment. But we will see. (laughs) Although I wouldn't turn Haaland down. (laughs) To use my fucking fantasy football bonus last night. And uh, he uh, he done fuck all tonight. Um, But I I love seeing him lose. So it's win-win. Did you see what uh, that John Cross or whatever his fucking name was tweeting? I kept seeing it pop up. And um, what's it called? Uh, Harry Kane was going around the stadium. Yeah. What did they say? Well, they're saying that they were obviously assuming that it could be his last game. 
He'll go to uh, City. Everyone, City everyone will have him. Every, every own team does a round of applause around the stadium, lap of honour at the end of the season. He'll go to City. That'll be City. Oh, 100%. I, I reckon that's now done. I reckon that's now done. That'll now be City. And then I suppose it leaves Haaland open, I guess. Yeah. Mm, oh, yeah, maybe. We'll see. But do I mean, you? would you want new, that to happen? The new black and yellow away kit and black and yellow training gear looks like uh, we're trying to make home from home for Borussia Dortmund players and former managers. But do you think that Werner, uh, not fucking hell, Werner, uh, Harry Kane's obviously unbelievable. Like, you know, unfortunately he plays for a wank club, but yeah, he's an unbelievable individual player. Sort of like a Shearer, you know, played for shit clubs, but was an amazing striker. Um, But I, I, I think that at... When Haaland is Harry Kane's age, he's going to be so much better. Yeah, oh, I think he's got so Haaland's much, got a massive. He's ceiling, got so he? much, and if if Harry Kane Harry Kane goes to Man City and has three good good years there, whatever, and we get Haaland and we get eight get years out of him, <laughs> eight yeah. ten years out of him, yeah. and we become unbeatable, then fuck it, I'll take that. Yeah. I certainly um, wouldn't say no. I think he's got a longer career out of him than that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Harry Kane's age and injury worries. Holland's built like a tank. Yeah. yeah. And I do find as well with Harry Kane, he's become a lot like Wayne Rooney went, like a bit like Camish, if you know what I mean. I find He does drop deep. I think that's Jose Mourinho's fucking done that to him, to be well, honest. I yeah, that's what I find with him. He's sort of we need someone that is a cunt in the box. Sorry to swear. Apologise. <laughs> and it's a fantastic yeah, word. Sorry. Fantastic An word. absolute Jeez, mother's in the box. I do apologise, boys. Yeah. And just <laughs> fantastic. And, and just kills defenders, mate. Like, and that's Haaland, in in my opinion. I think they're both capable of that. Yeah, that's no, for sure, for sure. But all right, uh, so, I'd be happy with either. So I mean, it's all a bit of an unknown transfers. Um, but we've got two games left, which means we've got two more pods to record this season. Um, I mean, it could end very well, couldn't it? Oh, it man. It could end yes. very well. It, very, it, it certainly could. Fingers we, fucking cross. Two wins. That's what we need. Two wins. Just win, two Chelsea. Wins. Just please. Two win. wins. And we're open to have Rick on the scene in, live, live in Porto. Yes, I don't know how much use I'll be, but I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, get on the beers and uh, send us some voice notes. We'll try and cut them into a podcast. Um, I will. I'll send some voice notes and pictures and stuff, definitely. But that's it. You know, with Chelsea, OK, we lost the cup final. Business end of the season. Lots riding on the game still. Um, and it's better that than already know we're finishing mid-table and we're out the cup. So, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of many who spring to mind, but yeah. Um, gents, it's been a pleasure. Thank you as always. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thanks for everybody who is listening. I um, hope you're all good and uh, are buckled in and have got your beers ready and whatever else you might drink for the Champions League final, isn't it? Champions League final. Massive. Like, literally a week and a bit away. Scary. It's mad scenes. Mad scenes. But... Until then, until we report back after the Villa game, thank you for listening and keep the blue flag flying high.